Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, listener pals, and welcome to the Self Love Club, the podcast dedicated to chatting about stuff that matters, real talk and lols. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. On the show, we're joined by clinical hypnotherapist Caroline Cranshaw for therapy sessions. Caroline is hilarious, really switched on, and a really good therapist if you need one. This episode is about relationships, a term commonly known as the ick, what is it? And when the rose-tinted glasses of the honeymoon period wear off, how to deal with it and conflict. I'm in a relatively new relationship myself, so this is handy for anyone no matter what stage you're in. Before we get into the conversation, I wanted to share some quick recs, recommendations with you. I recently finished watching the Gossip Girl reboot in New Zealand. It is on Neon. It's the same iconic Gossip Girl voice, Kirsten Bell, all the nostalgia. And there is a new cast of Upper East Siders. And this time, the teachers are calling the shots. I adored this show. So good. Very 2021. Very woke. A lot of diversity. There were only six episodes, though. So you go through it very quickly, especially if you're in lockdown. But there was also a reference to Hannah from Girls, which I was like, what? Did they just reference Hatter? I had recently been re-watching that as well because it is made by the same network, of course, set in New York. I'm obsessed with shows that are set in New York, so that was a really cool tie-in. And there are going to be more. Don't worry if you've finished it and you're like, what? What's going to happen next? There are six more episodes which will be released later in the year. I'm not sure why they did that, but good thing we're getting some more. Also, if you're in lockdown, which most of us in New Zealand and Australia are, I found something really handy. Now, during this time, I've never really been a home workout person, but I miss my classes so much. So if anyone else is needing some inspo, you're wanting to keep fit and just try something new, I am obsessed with the Pop Sugar Fitness YouTube workouts. There are so many videos. It is free. This week, I've been doing HIIT classes, Pilates, bar, booty workouts. It's so good. I've even got my mum into it. We love doing bar together. It's just a really nice way to start the day. Some of them are really quick as well. So super easy. Give them a go. Right, before we get into the rest of our episode with Caroline, a quick reminder, we're an independent podcast and ways that you can support us are making sure you hit subscribe on your go-to podcast app, whether that's Apple, Spotify, hit follow now. Turn on automatic downloads so new episodes load for you. You can leave us a five-star rating, write us a glowing review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps us to get found and for us to continue making a free podcast for you. Follow us at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram. Instagram, show us where you're listening, tag us in your Instagram stories, maybe you're going for a lockdown walk or you're hanging at home, we love to see it, or you can take a screenshot of your podcast app and post that up as well. Let's get into our episode with Caroline Cranshaw. Caroline, back on the Self Love Club, thank you so much for recording with us, we love having chats with you, people that are enjoying your episodes and 
I just think you're really funny and really appreciate your stuff. So thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I think the same of you. <laughs> so we're going to talk about a few things on this episode that are really topical. Uh, you see on like relationship TikTok, which is what I seem to have found myself in. And like, you know how it d- delivers you, I guess, what you're interested in. And it's a, tr- it's a hot trend. Like, you know, people talking about the ick. It is a thing, you know, where we're like, oh, this person does this thing. Even something silly like, oh, they eat with their mouth open. Ick, I'm off them. And a lot of the time in these videos, you're seeing people take the, you know, piss out of silly things. But there can be, I don't know, I think a lot of us, maybe we're just not super tolerant. I'm a tolerant person, but when it comes to guys, I'll be like, oh, this thing, oh, this thing, oh, this thing. Why is it like that? The ick is like when you like somebody and then it turns into get the fuck away from me, right? Like that's (laughs) the perfect definition of the ick. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, that term has, I remember my daughter's Mm. talking about that like five years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you ever ick? Yeah. And I'm like, what's ick? It's back around again. (laughs) It's like a real thing now. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, oh, and you're just like, oh, get away. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I know that ick well. Here's the thing. When we meet someone and we're attracted to them, most of the time it's not just about them. It's about what we've projected onto them, right? Mm. And we'll make all these kind of assumptions and think that someone is a certain way when they're not. We have no evidence that they are like that. It's just what we think they are, right? And it's projection. And everybody does it. But I think once they start being themselves... And everyone's got little weird habits. Mm. And we all have something that someone else goes, stop fucking doing that. You're driving me crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone does, right? And there are no perfect people. You just got to find people that their weird habits Mm. or a little quirks aren't ones that annoy the crap out of you yeah and I guess it's like I think with me sometimes and I my dad always tells me not in a bad way he's like you are fussy like careful you're gonna and it is a joke he's like careful you're gonna end up like a crazy cat lady and I'm like well there's actually worse options in life uh, than being a crazy <laughs> cat lady and thank you very much I may be I may have bought a like a you know how babies have those play little mobiles oh, they yeah. lie on I got one for my cat she's got puppy energy ragdolls are hyperactive as man so you got a play gym for your cat. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, may, I may be a crazy cat lady, but I have a boyfriend. Not that that's the be all and end all of life. So I've seemed to, everything's working out okay. You're balancing it. Yeah. yeah. But one thing I think for me and I've found over the time of dating, which like a lot of people, it hasn't always been very easy. I spent a lot of time in my 20s in a long-term relationship. And then after that, it was just what it's like out there, little things here and there and dating people that weren't good and then learning, you know, to up your self-worth and, and to know what you deserve. But one thing I've found is even now, I'm like, oh, do I not like them? And then I get worried that I don't like that person or if it's just something that irritates me. And it's just been something that I think a lot of us think about, especially maybe when you have been single a long time and you're used to doing life on your own. Yeah, and I think that sometimes what we're doing is we are looking for excuses. We're building a case of why this person isn't right for us. Mm. And I think that can come back to your attachment type, which we've talked a lot about. If you've got any avoidant tendencies, it's you're going to be looking for any evidence that they're not the right person and how can you get out of here. <laughs> so I think that's something to really think about. But I also think in the very beginning, we're so well behaved mm. and we're very conscious. Like I think that's the difference is we're totally, our conscious mind is totally in charge and really aware. So we're aware of our behavior and our responses 
businesses and we're just being our absolute best selves. Why can't people, like, I mean, I accept people for who they are and myself, but why can't we just keep doing that in a relationship? It would be so, everything would be like, oh, cool, this is good, everything's going to work. It's not sustainable, right? Like, yeah, the subconscious runs 95% of the show. So having your conscious mind be in charge all the time is exhausting. And I think that's the thing. We don't really sleep. And we're also on this, like, massive cocktail of dopamine and oxytocin Mm. and serotonin we have all these feel-good chemicals running through our veins so we're kind of high as a kite and then the drugs start to wear off right Mm. and you hit that two three month mark and what then happens is the power struggle I won the power struggle in my relationship, so here we are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you see a lot of guys just being like, okay, what she wants to do, I'll do. But then often there's – I've been in relationships where I'm a very headstrong girl, but then the guy's like, nah, fuck, I'm going to battle you at this, mate. Like, And then I'm like – I've been in ones where I'm like, I don't – what the hell? I'm not wearing the pants in this. This is strange for me. Yeah, and I bet you were really attracted to them. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, it worked because they can, if you're a strong person, a strong personality like we are, or and they can keep you in your place. Not, And I don't mean that in a nasty way. They just keep you grounded a little bit if you're, if you're suited to being with someone who is nice and grounded. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that you shouldn't let people walk all over you because hmm. then I think you don't respect them and it kind of loses some of that attraction. But what I find so much is people in that beginning phase of a relationship and they're so just in love Mm. and he's the one and then suddenly, oh, my God, like he farts in bed and it smells, you know, and he does this and he like chews with his mouth open and he makes this weird noise. I actually got to say, I'm going to actually be brave and give some examples here. But if someone chewed with their mouth open, I could not, I can't eat with them. I have to leave the table and I'll make an excuse about why. But I, it, I think it's actually they say it's a condition, like something in some people's ears. Like oh. actually, it, it, like it, that, that's a side note. But like, I don't think I could handle that. No, I always say I'm sorry. I didn't get what you were saying. I was distracted by that half masticated cow rolling around in your wide open trap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it goes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I, oh, eh, that's, yeah, mm. bad manners. I'm like, shut your mouth. That's something yeah. I've said to my kids ever since I started eating, basically. Yeah, my parents <laughs> drummed that into us. It's like, you don't eat with your mouth open. You don't talk with your mouth full. Like, there's just, yeah. But I think the other thing is to talk about mm. things to people because maybe they came from a family where the parents just, they all do it. Like, I've yeah. done that where I've gone to people's houses and the whole family is talking <laughs> With her mouth shut. And I'm like, what the hell? My mother would slap my face and cry, you know? Like, yeah. You're like, we've got a family of uh, loud eaters, everybody. Oh, it's like, eh. But I think a lot of times it can be these really unreasonable things. Mm. Like, I've heard people just, oh, well, she does this, you know? And it's yeah. something so ridiculous. Like, she talks to her, her pet in a funny voice. And it's like, so? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're just, but they're looking for evidence. So some of them are irrational. What's up with that? When we're, you know, because we do, we're trying to find an excuse maybe. What is that about? Why are we making up irrational things about they're not really big deals? Like they're, If they're treating you well, they're a good person, everything else is good. Why are we doing that? Well, I think I think it's important to know your attachment type to explore mm. that. If you're a secure attachment type and you're getting the ick, I think it's your subconscious or your intuition is telling you something. Mm. So I think you need to listen to that. Yeah, well, I'm anxious. Why am I why do I get the ick? Well, it could be someone again not right for you. Mm. I think it's it's a lot of the ick is just gut feeling. Or I think it's also, oh, well, this is, you know, there's some subconscious belief that this is all going to turn to shit anyways, and all men are assholes. So I'm going to, like, start looking for evidence of why I need to get out of this relationship now. 
because I, with your attachment type, you can be secure in one relationship and you can be anxious in another and you can be avoidant yeah. in another. Mm. So you're not just stuck with what you are. And if the person is really like needy or around all the time or wants to spend lots of time with you, then you're kind of like, ah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you should really examine your history mm-hmm. and how you feel in relationships. But I think uh, the ick is something you really want to listen to. As much as my like current partner now drives me crazy in some moments, I've never been like, ew. I've yeah. never gotten that feeling where I've gotten that with other guys. It's just something small. Yeah. You know, like the idea of them being on top of you or not like, you know, physically <gasps> wanting to, oh. like, you're just like, uh, yeah, I've been in those situations where I'm like, nah, this is not like, I just physically can't. No. Yeah. And, and attraction is not a choice. That's the interesting thing. It's not something we choose to do. It either is there or it isn't. And I think Mm. it's something that can develop. But I think it can be the littlest things where they do something that reminds you of like an ex that you couldn't Mm. stand or a family member and then it grosses you out. Yeah, there's there's so much behind it. It's important to look at are we trying to sabotage Mm -hmm. or is it really just something in us saying this is not the right person for you? And someone can be perfect on paper, but they're just not the one. Mm. And that can be really frustrating. I know for me, I've dated guys that it was like everything was perfect, but something in me was like, nope, nope, don't want your penis inside of me. So <laughs> It's not going to happen. It's, no, it's never going to happen. I just don't want to see your O face. I just, yeah, no, who knows why that is. I think it's important to listen to it. But if you've got a history of sabotaging relationships, if you've got a family history of negative beliefs around relationships or trauma, I think that's when you kind of trot yeah. yourself off to therapy. And A lot of us will overthink and we've been sold this dream of that. You meet this person and it's going to be amazing. And, and, it, and it, of course, it is going to be great and amazing and fun and everything, but I think then if it's not like amazing all the time, even though, duh, we know that's not reality, then maybe I just know for myself, you might have little moments where you're like, oh, even though it's not like big stuff, it was big stuff. I'm not like meaning that where you're like, oh, do I like this person? Because I've I've had struggles with that over the time. I'm like, do I really like this person enough? That's been part of the thing with me is I haven't really liked that many people enough to want them to be my boyfriend. You know, and then people paint out like, oh, that per- no, those girls have been single like for so long. What's wrong with them? It's like, no, like there's nothing wrong with the person for being single. Also, maybe they haven't met someone that treats them well or that they like enough to want to be their boyfriend. Exactly. The question I hate the most in the world is, oh, why are you single? Like, don't fucking ask people that. That yeah, is none of your makes business. Me very angry. And it's it's making an assumption there's something wrong with you or you've done something wrong because you're single and it's like, uh, I'm single because I haven't settled for some yeah. asshole that I was with before. You yeah. know what I mean? Or because I have standards and boundaries. Mm. Sometimes our standards and boundaries are unreasonable and too high. Yeah. And so I think that's something to kind of look at. But I think at the same time, you shouldn't settle. Yeah, you're so right. I know I I bang on about that all the time. Um, and people looking down on people that are single, you know, it's like, well, some people, not everyone, some people in relationships freaked out and settled and are miserably unhappy. And then, you know, so yeah, don't ever look at down on someone who's single because they actually might have been strong enough to choose themselves and, and not settle. Meanwhile, society's making you feel like you're a complete fucking failure. I've been at dinners before. I think I've said this before where people are like, how do you? And you're not married and you don't have children. Oh, my God. Like, they're freaking out. and But they're miserable. Exactly. They're so unhappy. And I'm happy. And one thing, I just had a light bulb moment. I think the reason why, this is like live therapy right now. I think the reason why I'm so, I get irritated by people. I'm so hard on myself. I'm projecting that onto other people. Oh, 100%. I just had a, cl- I just, why have I only just worked this out? I'm so hard on myself 
that if someone's not like, even though I'm accepting of people, right? But with a boyfriend, if they start doing things that annoy me, I'm like, nah, not good enough. Even though I'm not perfect, I'm probably quite annoying as well. And we expect people to do things exactly how we do it. Mm. And that is unreasonable. So I'll work with, I work with a lot of couples. And one of the biggest issues I find, and what I'll start with with people, is telling the woman to shut her mouth, basically, because she is telling the guy what to do constantly. I don't think men do it as much as women do. And I think we're used to it because our mothers are always mm. correcting our behaviors. It gets to a point where they're just, I was asking one client, okay, so tell me about what your last argument was over. And she was saying how, oh, well, he was cutting oranges and he was doing it wrong. <laughs> so I had to tell him that he was cutting the oranges wrong. And I was like, wait, what? And she was like, oh, well, it was for my son's soccer. And so if the oranges are cut wrong, the kids won't eat them. And so then he was like, I can't do anything right. And, then, mm, you know, and they had this yeah. massive blow up over her correcting him how he cuts the oranges. And I was like, now, if that was a girlfriend cutting the oranges, would you have said anything? And she's like, no, <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm like, why not? And she's like, well, I'd assume she'd probably take the oranges to the game and the kids would probably say something and then mm. she would learn it herself. Mm. But I wouldn't, I actually, no, I wouldn't correct her on that. And I mm. said, there you go. I think we need to treat our partners like friends. Yeah, because they're our partners and because, you know, we we feel like we can be that honest with them and everything, we sort of do... You're right. It's like the way we, yeah, it's the way our parents raised us and we were told to do things a certain way. Eat with this, you know, your knife in this hand, your fork in this hand, do this. Yeah. And I think that then when you start doing that to another person, they start feeding it to through a filter of I'm not good enough and mm. I can't do anything right. And that's what I find a lot of men are just then exploding over anything that we're like, it's no big deal. I just said cut the oranges differently. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's but it's this pattern of just constantly and I'll see men doing this to women as well. Mm. So I think it, it's something you really have got to look out for. But I think that's where the power struggle comes from that mm. beginning of the relationship is when we start to do that. Yeah. Talking on the power struggle, we talked about this privately before and I will talk about it. I'm, obviously, I'm a bit like careful talking about my relationships <laughs> of real time I don't want to fuck it up and be single forever. But like, just like on radio, you don't really share. I mean, some people do, but personally, you know, you learn if you want to, you know, people get scared off. But no, I never speak ill of anybody and even exes. I've never blasted anyone on this platform or don't even in real life. I'm not like that. It's not my style, but I'll share. I can share some insights and it will be okay. But yeah, definitely. I've been dating someone now for a few months. And obviously in the beginning, it was like, we were going on dates for quite a long period and it was very like the proper courting and I really liked that. It fit in with everything and I wanted to do it properly. I didn't want to rush into something. I didn't want someone to rush me either because, yeah, anyway, it's a whole other thing. But now we've gotten to the point where it's good, but I we're having that power struggle, I think, a little bit. And it's over things like I want to stay at my house more. And we're not obviously staying with each other all the time, but obviously then when you start seeing someone, you do start staying with them a bit and I've had a young kitten so in the beginning it was like well I need to stay with Piper but also if I'm honest I like staying in my like of course everyone does everyone likes staying in their space like we were just saying like you know girls rooms usually nicer yeah. like we like to we, we like to decorate everything you, you know higher thread counts yeah. and our sheets dudes and... you're lucky if they have a top sheet like <laughs> oh, <laughs> even a sheet <laughs> like, no, yeah. honestly side note if the guy you're dating doesn't have a duvet cover, a yellow duvet or yellow pillows or not a top sheet, get out. Oh, yuck. That's disgusting. No. Poor no. hygiene is not hot. 
No, it isn't. And you just don't know who else has put their, you know, what on what. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we're starting to have where he's going, where he's been like, yeah, cool. Because I mean, we're all busy, right? I'm not saying I'm more busy than anybody else, but my work balance is hard. Like I do radio and then I do my own stuff. And so I'm often working long hours at home and things and managing lots of different things and like everyone is. But sometimes I just find it too much doing it all. And I'm used to doing that, right? It's how I've made my life work. And then now he's like, well, I want, I want you to come stay at mine more. And I, I haven't really that much. And I, I'll do it here and there, but I don't want to. And then he's like, well, I don't want to. But then he's done that from the beginning. So now it's like, oh, God, now the power, it's, the, it's the power struggle, right? It is the power struggle. So I think it's, it's the key is to be just honest and open. Maybe don't say your bedroom is nasty. <laughs> not that- <laughs> no, his place is lovely. There's nothing yeah. against it. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm not. A, no, no, no. Him. But I think for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship is about compromise and it's about doing things that you don't necessarily want to do because you're making your partner happy. And I think that we're very good at doing that in the beginning. And then we get to a point where we're like, no, I don't want to. (laughs) And so then people are like, you're not who I thought you were. You were just so compliant and did everything I said. (laughs) You're actually an asshole. So people sabotage and run away too soon I think they throw away a lot of relationships that could have been quite good Mm. but I think if you're getting the ick I think you need to really listen to that yeah but if there's a pattern of always getting it no matter what I think that's something to examine we sabotage so badly and I know for me when I was younger I could feel myself starting to sabotage a relationship and it was like I was watching myself fucking it up like Mm. some other part of me was kind of going no this is this is our (laughs) chance to be happy we found a good one don't stop being crazy don't tell him all those stories you know keep (laughs) your mouth shut don't let all the skeletons pop out yeah (laughs) take things slow yeah don't reveal too much be aware of your triggers get some therapy Mm. and i think you're a lot more likely to have a good relationship but also if it doesn't work out there's another one, you know, yeah. as my mother says, there's men are like buses. There's another one coming every 10 minutes, right? Like, yeah, and it's true. Mm. I think that's another thing. People are sort of, you know, because it's not easy and, it's, and dating's never been easy, but this climate is really hard. So once you do meet someone and, and it's really great, you're like, oh, God, we finally, this is really hard to get. And then you want to make it work. So sometimes you will hang on. So, yeah, definitely. I'm If you've got ick feelings and gut feelings that things are off and I definitely have them sometimes and I don't pursue those but what I mean is sometimes you'll have them over silly things and then you're like oh do I like them and it's not like they're treating you badly it's yeah it's just it's quite confusing isn't it especially early stages it is and I think it takes a good year to really get to know anybody knowing that as well and people really are on their best behavior Mm. but if they're doing things that are not very good behavior in the beginning like think if this is like their best Mm. right now what the hell is their worst yeah I think that gives you a lot of insight and I think we make so many excuses for people as well we do we like oh it's not that bad that he hates his mother and his every woman in his family yeah or he commits fraud or he's like doing this or I mean it's really extreme but (laughs) you know personal example no I've been watching the startup that startup show on Netflix Adam Brody who was on the OCs on it it's not super new but I don't think good old New Zealand Netflix were a little bit behind and we got it and it's like oh yeah, yeah I know it's which quite good yeah about. yeah that is good but I think it's that yeah, just a random example <laughs> I got from a tv show I've been watching 
<laughs> yeah, I used to know, ignore a lot of red flags, and that was a big mistake. It's finding that balance, and I think it's important to talk to other people who know you mm. and getting their feedback as well, and really listening to other people and their opinions on the person you're dating too. Yeah, some feedback I've had at times from at different times from friends, which is you're right, so helpful. They're sort of normalizing it. They're like, you know, well, this is a new relationship. You go like it's been, you know, this is new and. You've been independent and we've, you know, we've learned to do things on our own. So this it's normal that you're maybe feeling a bit. I think sometimes as well, if you're a person that feels really sure about a lot of things like I have with your career or what you want to do or anything, then when you don't feel that sure about things in other areas, 100%, I'm going to do this. I want to do this in my life. Then you can be like, oh, does that mean it's not meant for me? Welcome to an overthinking brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing with relationships is most of them don't work out. Mm. Statistically, so it's 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 not a good. <laughs> the odds are ever in your favor. Good luck out there. Yeah, exactly. They're really not. Mm. So I think it's just having an open mind, and if it works out, it's meant to be, and if it's not, it's not. Yeah, and it's going to be okay. I think part of the problem though is we have too much choice now. Yeah, and so that causes us to overthink and and doubt, and and we're also comparing to other people's lives, which yes. most of it is very carefully curated. Yeah, and only the highlight reel. Yeah, that's uh, I that's a whole other topic. Just seeing the ins and outs of everything, it's making people compare, and and people are sharing so much, which is cool. But I I don't know. I'm taking a bit of a, a step back from my phone. Not that I'm an oversharer like that, but I just find it too much, and you don't need. To, I just like the simple. Like, don't get me wrong, I love, like, social media and everything, but I just feel like it makes things way too stimulated in our brains. And, you know, phones are a real problem, especially if, I mean, okay, we're allowed to go on our phones or whatever, but if you're always on your phone with your partner or your friends or whatever, it's, like, not good. It's an addiction when you're watching what everyone else is doing, but you're not enjoying your time with what you're doing. Yeah, it is yeah. crazy. Yeah. It is, and I think that that can be part of the problem as well but I think also like I said we're we're looking at other people's lives mm. and I have people all the time say oh have you seen so-and-so's past couples goals and I'm like I know that couple and it is not couples goals right like you know yeah. I know the dirt behind that and there's a whole bunch of shit that you have no idea of what's going on <laughs> the so. therapist that everyone goes through <laughs> not that like, of course Caroline's not someone that spills information but yeah you're Never. so right we we have because I, I I know what you mean I have like you know people I look up to you know like for me, Zoe Foster Blake and Hamish Blake, he's a, you know, Hamish and Annie in Australia, they were a big radio show. Zoe Foster Blake's an author, an entrepreneur, and I just love her. I've tried to interview her on this podcast multiple times, but she's not, she's quite shy mm. and she's super busy and she doesn't need to come on other people's podcasts to do what she's doing. But I just look up to them so much and they do have a, well, from what you can see, really healthy relationship and everything. And then there's other people you might see in other places online. But yeah, you really shouldn't compare as much as it's good to have people that, you're like, well, he treats her really well and I want that in someone. You're right. We are comparing a lot, not only in our relationships, but in our lives as well, whether it's something you're doing as your job where we're able to see. And so we're comparing. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it just isn't true. And I mean, what, there's some statistic where the more you spend on a wedding, the more likely you are to divorce. Really? Yeah. So the more expensive the wedding, the higher the rate of divorce. You do hear of, and I've got like um, people I know, I won't say, but um, people I know that it did really expensive weddings and within a year, like yeah, done. Exactly. And I think it's, it's so much of it is look at me and look, yeah. at how, look how amazing our love story is. And there's just this underlying need to prove something. So it's show. about the show rather than like their love for each other. Exactly. It's more about putting out there that they are lovable or they have this love story and trying to buy it in a way. Yeah. 
the it's the underline. I always just bridezillas. Always, I just find them fascinating. What is the need to have the parade and the look at me and look at all of this? And for me, looking at that as a therapist, I always think there's some there's some stuff going on underneath. There's a need to be validated. There's a need to prove that you are a princess and the fairy tale and all of that. And that normally comes from a deep seated insecurity. Yeah, well, definitely. In this climate where a lot of us, you know, the dating and, and and not even this climate, but dating as a whole, a lot of us have been single and learned to be really independent and secure on our own, you know, which doing all our good things and, and upping our self-worth and everything. So then it can actually be quite hard to settle into relationships, especially as you get older and you're, you know, set in your ways or whatever. Or, and I definitely can can relate to that because, you know, we have our lives set up and it's not like you're 18 anymore and you're just couch surfing and doing that. I mean, if you're still doing that, it's all good. No judge. No judge. You do you. I think it is harder the longer we've been on our own, some of us, to then, and then, but then the other person's exactly the same. And then you're trying to put them together and they're like, it's like, we're trying to compromise, but we're not very good at it because we're so used to being in our own, like doing our own thing all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that is, do you want to be in a relationship or do you want to have it your way, right? Like you can't have it both ways. It's Unfortunately, I think so it is looking at where you need to compromise, where you need to be more flexible and not that you want to be uncomfortable, but it is about give and take. You wouldn't like it if a partner always wanted it their way as well. Yeah, no, you're right. We would be so furious and be like, oh, what a dick. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's so horrible. He always wants me to stay at his place all the time. What an asshole. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, no, we. So I think it is looking at are we being selfish? Mm. Are we being inflexible? Because I think women can be both of those things. Yeah, well, and men can be as well. Mm. So, oh, definitely. And it's funny, we can be in a relationship with someone like that and then go into another relationship and be like that. You know what I mean? And we're like, you learn some tricks from people. Let me tell you. You do. (laughs) You do. Make sure that it is it is fair. Be open and honest. Have Mm. boundaries. But I think explain as well. I think a lot of us default to being passive aggressive. Mm. And instead of going, no, I don't want to stay at your place again, we're like making all kinds of excuses up rather than just being honest. Mm. So I think that's part of the problem as well, where we get stressed out or we act act out or pick fights just so we can get out of actually having an honest conversation. Mm. Would you have any resolutions? Like obviously there's a lot of advice here about, you know, having – Hopefully you can have nice, secure conversations. You know, mine, I'm dating a secure now. And like when we chat, he has the most secure things to say back generally. Um, and we're able to objectively chat about things when, I mean, it's not like we're having dramas. Like, you know, like I, I was having a rough week and I was a bit irritable. And I think he felt like he was walking on eggshells a little bit with me. And then I said, well, you know, I feel like you're making digs at me and I get defensive. And then Maybe if we, if I make an effort not to say things and then you make, you know, and then da, da, da. And he was like, yeah, that's, that sounds good. And so hopefully you can, like, that's the thing. If you're, if you're dating a non-secure, you're not going to be able to have those conversations with each other. Mm. And it's, that's why it gets so complicated as well, because everyone has the way they are, the way they're conditioned. There's so many factors to dating, which is so hard that if you can't resolve things or talk about things, it it just becomes really niggly. And we've all got things we default to, whether it's like shutting off, walking out, you know, like you say, anxious, want to sort things out and then, oh my God, I can't leave things on, you know, and then the others, it's fucking complicated. It really is. I think the other thing to kind of look at is masculine and feminine dynamics in a relationship. Women 
this day and age, we really take on a lot of masculine energy. And that's that's really good career wise and going out in the world and doing things and ha- being empowered. But I think when you take that energy into a relationship, I think it can cause some conflict. Mm. And most women are attracted to kind of alpha males and men that are decisive and you know put themselves out there. But then we act really alpha. And it is, I mean, that goes back into the, the power struggle as well. But I think it is really checking yourself and seeing if you are being controlling, if you are telling them what to do all the time or correcting them so they need to know. I think that's a huge issue. But we do. We swing our dicks around and then we get mad at guys if they either like fight us about it or, you know, try to argue with us about it mm. or if they get really passive and turn into these like beta males. So I think a lot of times we are really responsible for that dynamic. I think therapy is really the only way you can get out of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it, I think the main thing as well, if you're not able to communicate properly with each other, then it's really hard to move forward and resolve it because the same thing will keep happening over and over again. And that's why when, you know, like little things happen in this, my new relationship, and again, it's fine and it's just little like, you know, we're getting used to each other and we're two people that have been, you know, in our own little lives. It's important to... Be really aware and be objective about what you're doing, which it sounds like you are. You're being really you're actually taking responsibility and you're seeing your part in it. Whereas most people, well, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of people will then blame it on the other person. Mm. Oh, it's their fault because they don't want to stay at my house every single time. And they just will. They'll put it all onto the other person. So I think it's that's why it's important to talk to friends or people around and get some feedback because a lot of times we we are the problem. Mm, (laughs) Yeah I know it as well like even pre I didn't really date a lot and I would you know like friends and I would joke like you're not going to meet someone just hanging out in your bedroom watching Netflix and having you know like I just love I love chilling like I'm a real homebody I love my down who doesn't like everyone does so you're not you know you're not going to meet someone that way so I guess that's been my life even though I do go out and do stuff but then that's my rest restore time so then we want to keep doing that, right? And it's like, fuck, I don't want my life. Like, you do want your life to change, but you're like, oh, not really. You know, you want you want your cake and you want to eat it too. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of that gets resolved when you move into together. But then a whole other can of but worms But that's the thing. Up. Like, I never want to rush into that. I know that we're, like, in our 30s now or whatever, but I've lived with partners before, and it's been fine. It's been absolutely awesome. Liar. But I just love my space. I love having my own pretty room and I love, okay, again, not a big deal. It doesn't matter. But like he got food on my bed and like little chocolate stains on my bedding. And I'm like, oh, how dare you on my nice linen. And then now we have a joke. Like it's fine. He's like, he's like, okay, I'm not allowed to eat chocolate in bed again. And then last night I had some M&Ms and I, he was like, okay, you can put them in my mouth. So I don't like, mu- I don't muck up your bedding. But like, yeah, little things like that. And you're like, eh, boys. Like, yeah, because I've had boyfriends in the past where they were like tradies and they get blood on your sheets and shit just from the cuts from work and stuff yeah so Ew. get dark sheets that's, <laughs> that's disgusting i love my pastels at the moment i know i'm i'm not a complete intolerant person i'm being a little bit defensive but it is yeah it's just getting used to life with someone else in it. and it's again you build up your own life and with all your self-care and, and doing all the good stuff and building a nice life for yourself that's what i always talk about and want others to do because i've done it myself but it's good to have someone in your life, but you just need to keep up your life too. Don't drop everything just to, you know, live in this codependency or be with them all the time. Keep doing your thing. But it's also hard not to because you get a little bit excited, you know. You do. And you want to spend every minute with them. And then when it doesn't work out, your friends are like, fuck you. Where were you? I don't, you know, whatever. Go see him again. 
So I think that Mm. is something really to be careful of. But I think it also keeps the attraction going. Mm. When you have your own life, when you're doing your own thing and you're focusing on yourself, they are more attracted to you. That's why that book, you know, Men Love Bitches is so popular. It's just telling you to focus on yourself, which I think is important. And it's important to have boundaries, but it's also important to be flexible. Yeah, totally. And I think that's where a lot of people don't want to be flexible. They want they want someone to just fit in with their lives yeah. and not cause any issues. And that's if you want like a real human, like yeah, if you want a, like yeah, 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 you're a right. real doll. Like I, don't, I know they make them for men now, or you know, as men. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise, it is. It's that's the hard part of it. Do you think this is just another sort of thought to it? Do you think all this you know literature and the stuff that's telling us to be strong, powerful women and which is awesome and I'm all here for it. And then it's like made us almost like not able to fit into these relationships where sometimes men maybe haven't evolved and kept up as much. And it's almost like the patriarchy doesn't want us to be like that. No. So not all the time. There's some beautiful men out there. So maybe like it's like they're making us so strong and then now dudes just can't freaking handle us, you know? Well, I think and that goes back to that masculine yeah. feminine energy is our dicks are bigger than theirs now <laughs> and they're threatened. You know? It's like I remember some guy making a comment about my heels and I was like, shut up. My heels are bigger than your deck. Yeah, he was just like, uh, I don't think I want a second date. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I remember a, a meme saying that. I can't believe you said that. Oh, I, yeah. That was the thing is I turned into a real ball buster. I yeah. definitely did. And I at some level, hated men because I had trauma with men. And so it was easier to protect myself by being angry and scary and just like terrifying men, (laughs) which I was very good at. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I had to really learn how to rein that in. Uh, Even with my partner now, I'm like, can you open this pickle jar for me? I can open the, you know, I'll just smack it on the ground and I can open it in two seconds. Whoa! (laughs) you, You know the trick, you just smack the lid on the ground. Do you not know that one? And it cracks the seal. Anyways. I'm just imagining you out on the concrete, like, smashing your bar- <laughs> oh, no. jar of pickles. Like, I just do it on my ah, I want some pickles. Like, <laughs> you just do a quick whack on the side of the lid yeah. on tiles. But anyways, <laughs> if my partner is somewhere close, I won't smack the lid. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, honey, can you open this for me? And he's like, oh, you need me for something. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just finding little ways to make the man feel like you need them so I think that's the thing is we are like I don't actually need you for anything besides maybe some sperm that's the only thing we really truly need men for in a lot of ways yeah I I think that's because we're sold this thing of like you shouldn't need a man you should you should want one not need one and I think that's true but if you want one you need to make him feel needed Mm, good point I think that is if they feel like they don't they aren't needed then they're like what's what's the point of me being here you've got everything sorted your dick is bigger you know i think yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think it is finding little ways to make them feel important and appreciating them yeah. and all of that and it'll work a lot better but we really think that response to the patriarchy is really swinging us into this uber kind of mm. masculine feminist energy and i am a feminist to my core i cannot stand it when someone says they're not a feminist does your feminism mean you think you're superior to men well maybe that's true to be totally honest no i don't think it it does (laughs) but like i don't think it's that i just think sometimes some men and that maybe they're just not the right men for 
some people. What would be some tips you would have for, you know, I guess setting boundaries is really important, but when you are in a new relationship and you might be good at them at the beginning, but then in time, you know, when you're getting like really into them and you want to see them all the time, you know, what would be some advice for you? Because I know it is so important to stick with your exercise or whatever you do, rather than being like, when are you available and be too available for them? Stick to your thing because someone could literally just be gone and then you're like, oh, like I stopped doing all my stuff and I feel like shit, you know, and you, because it is really important to, and then you can say to them, hey, I'm free on this day or these days. How about you? And then they really respect that. They They love it. Yeah, and it works really well. I just know that through myself, but it can still be hard because you're like, I want to see you all the time, even though you're like, leave me alone, you know? Yeah, I think it is. It's keeping your own life. I think it's really important to not rush commitment as well. That's I think people rush in too quickly and they move in really quickly. Mm. And I've been guilty of this myself. I mean, my partner now and I, I think we moved in after six weeks, which is insane. That's a really stupid thing to do. Luckily, it's worked out. It's worked out amazingly. (laughs) It's worked out. But I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, everyone around me was like, what the hell? Like, are you crazy? But Mm. they all really liked him. So I didn't have any kind of negative feedback, which was helpful. (laughs) But I think... (laughs) Sucks when people don't like your partner. Oh, and if people don't like your partner, listen to them. Mm. There's something... They are seeing something that you are blind to. I actually want to record another... This is another episode. I want to record with you about that because I was having... I've had some interesting conversations with people lately about this because, yeah, it must suck when people don't like your partner. Red flag. Yeah. Like, for me, that was something that was always if my family or close friends had don't like them they're gone they're done like and which is crazy but I but they're all pretty open and they're pretty accepting people so Mm. for them to not like somebody there's something there's something going on there and Mm. and they were right every single time and not that that happened very often but I remember telling that to my partner and he was just shocked by it like what like whereas he'd had several relationships with people that his family and friends hated them Absolutely hated them, and it didn't turn out well. So they're right. Mm. Keeping your own life, having boundaries, really being open about the conflict as they come up and the Mm. power struggle and talking to them about it. I think that that is important, and then you can – Call it out. Like, yeah. It's like, have your boundaries, but go stay at their house sometimes as well as your house. Yeah. yeah I, need, I need to work on that. Be, yeah. be flexible. I think that is so important, and that's what we are in the beginning. We are tend to be very flexible or <laughs> – or they're super flexible with us and then they stop being so yeah, flexible. Yeah, and that's what that's the thing. Like, I I think, I mean, yeah, you give them, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm free on these days. You're not going to be like, I'm. if someone's like, I'm only free now and only on my terms, that's just shit. And I've had friends like that before and I'm like, it's really, like, I understand people are busy, but you can't, like, control what time you catch up every single time. Like, you need to ask what the other person, of course, like, you don't want to be that kind of person. But I think a lot of the time in the beginning, a certain partner and especially because we're told like let the guy chase you so the guy is chasing you and like I learned to let that happen a lot and then all of a sudden they're like but I want you to chase me and it's like but you but dude this is how it works like that's what we've been you know it's what we've been taught but is that chasing them or is that being putting out there what they've been doing for you yeah just maybe it's just both ways hey yeah and I think that if they're really chasing you they are letting you run the show a lot of the ways mm. and you're kind of leading in some ways or they're more flexible to you and mm. then when they actually start exerting their needs you're like dick like <laughs> that's mm. the power struggle so. and I also one thing I see and again this we will wrap this up soon but I think one thing I see in a lot of couples is they kind of have I never want to have a relationship where there's resentment you know where someone's like I'm doing this so you should do this it's like I don't want to be with someone who's like 
I'm doing these things, so you're, but you're not doing it back. And it's like, well, don't do those things then because I don't want it to be like that. You know what I mean? Like even if, say you are giving take or whatever, and then someone's using that against you, that's not fair. Like you shouldn't do things because you're expecting. I agree, but I think that's people's motivation. It's just the way it works, really. <laughs> you know, I've, been, I've been single too long. I'm like, yeah. I've got this idea of like, no, like out of the kindness of your heart, you do things. But there always normally is some type of expectation, right? We do we do give because we want something. And it feels good to, to give and to do nice things for people. But mm. I think a big part of the problem goes back into love languages. And I think that's another thing to really think about and learn about because a lot of times people are like showing their love for you in a way that you don't really express love or receive love. So I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of kind of conflict goes. Yeah. Get your cu- if you're in that stage of your relationship where it would be okay to bring that up. I mean, not that, not that it's not okay early on. Like you said, you've got them to... Right away. Yeah, I think we need to do our love languages. We haven't done them. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be really interesting because mm. I think I find that's where a lot of conflict comes up. I feel like all up. of them, I see memes about this. It's like, they're all my languages. Like, treat me, like, you know, tell me nice things. Like, Yeah, I think so. But like... For me on that list, you know, there's five love languages. There's words of affirmation, which is my number one. I bet it. Was, I bet it's high for you too, sweetie. Yeah, I like them. <laughs> there's quality time. There's acts of service, yeah. so doing things for people. There's physical touch, which is affection and sex. And then there's gifts as well. And for me, like gifts is zero. I get stressed out when people give me gifts. I don't mm. like it. And so when I got together with my partner, he kept giving me gifts. And I was like, Ugh. I would just get completely stressed out and be like, I don't want this, even though they were like amazing. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck and is wrong with you? And then it comes across as ungrateful. And yeah, it, it does. a problem. Yeah. It does. But I think he was just trying to show his yeah. affection for me by buying me like beautiful jewelry and Aww. stuff. And I was like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, but it what it would just stress me out because for like in my childhood, gifts could be a stressful thing. So it was just it was really interesting in learning about that. It helped him realize, okay, that's probably not the right way to show his love for me because yeah, it just is causing okay. me stress. Whereas he thought that was great, and his last partner had loved it. I mean, it is a great quality. But oh, I'm yeah. like, but I'm like, just buy me gifts if you're with me, and I see something I want. Yeah, like, it's like hello. That's, it, that's the thing when sometimes, uh, like you know, dating a guy who's giving you gifts, or for me, dating a secure who does amazing things, you feel almost if you complain about it, you feel like it's a it's a silly thing to complain about. You know, like oh god, he's too keen on me, or oh, he's like buying me presents, like oh my god. But that's actually how it can feel. Yeah, and I remember complaining to a girlfriend, and she was like, "Shut your fucking mouth! <laughs> oh poor you, he's giving you joy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like some mean ass boys that don't even buy their girls anything. I know. So it was, it, it was like hard for me to explain, but mm. it, it goes back to my own childhood yeah. stuff. So I think that is another thing to really look at. And then that way you can love people in a way that they hear it and they feel loved. Mm. And that resolves a lot of conflict. But we do, we go in so blind to relationships. And that's why I recommend a lot of psychological testing before you date them. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, people think you're probably, it was quite full on doing that, but I think you're a very smart because it saves further stress down the down the line when then you're attached and you're like yeah fuck like well, here it comes undone again you know? yeah that's and that's what I had done every single other time in my entire life right so yeah. I think yeah and I did cull like nine people but once I found the right one it's it's been great ever since look into the to the science side of it it shouldn't just all be emotions and gut feelings it's got yeah. there's more to it that causes a lot of conflict and if it isn't right in the beginning or the psychological testing isn't helpful yeah then you got to call them yeah hey super helpful i think that's really helpful information um and hopefully 
Yeah, it definitely helps me out. I need a, yeah, I mean, being a little <laughs> bit honest here, it's going to be okay. It's just early stage things and everything's fine. That's how you work through it. And he's a secure, so it'll yeah. be fine. And when it's so funny. I've told Caroline as well um, a couple of times where there's been like, you know, things we've chatted about. And again, I'd, I'm a little bit scared about talking about things sometimes because I don't want people to think there's ro- something wrong, but there's not. But he comes back with the most secure response to everything. And I'm just like, oh, my God, because if you're not like I've dated secures in the past, but like if you're not really used to it, you're like, oh, my God, I deserve this. And I do really appreciate a lot of people who have been listening to the podcasts lately or what do you, or like my social media people saying like, you know, you're giving us hope that, that there are there are. And I, and I want to share this journey of how I went from dating and again, I did date secures in the past, but how I've gone from learning to finding and, and not settling for anyone but a secure, I would honestly say don't date anyone until you meet a secure if that's what you want. If you yeah. want a happy relationship. If you want a happy relationship, just, yeah, I know it might you might be single longer, but that's not the worst thing in the world, even though society is making you feel like it is. It's not. It's peaceful and you can have a happy life. Life's short. Why would you want to spend it being sad and and being with people who don't treat you well. The more I get on, I, I know you can't go back and change things, but I get, I'm like, why the hell did I do all this shit? You know, like, why did I not value myself more? And again, you can't do that. You can't like, but you know, it makes you feel sad for your your previous self. It does. But if you had it all figured out, would you be helping people with this information Exactly. Now? Yeah, you're so right. And I think it is. I think that that's how I look at it. I had that many screwed up relationships. So then I really, really researched this and learn about it and help other people with it. Mm. If I'd had this perfect relationship since I was a teenager, I'd have no valuable information. Yeah, for you. you're so right. You are able to help people and do what you do and understand and have empathy for others. And that's how we're, yeah, that's how we're doing all of this. And I think your honesty with what you're talking about is inspiring to other people like I can't stand listening to people that are all together like how boring is yeah. that you know and not that you're not all together no but it's that it's so because I all have struggles yeah you're so right and I and for me it's like I'm okay at being open about things but on my terms because I think it's that overthinking and when you get defensive you're scared that people are gonna you're thinking about what other people are gonna think about what you're saying and that sounds crazy to say out loud but Sometimes, not always, I think like that. And it's like you protect things when it comes to your relationship or whatever or your life because you're like, yeah, yeah. People are going to judge me. And you know what? They are. <laughs> but you can't do anything about that. Yeah. And the thing, the people that are going through the similar things that you are are really going to be inspired and helped by it. Mm-hmm. So what other people think about you is none of your business, right? Yeah. I think that's the problem with putting this out in like a public forum, though, is you open yourself up to that. But I think being vulnerable is strong, right? It's it's being open. Yeah. That is strength. Mm. It is not weakness to talk about your struggles and your relationships or your mental health or anything like that. Yeah. I think that is inspiring because we all go through it. So that's why I think we're all meant to be here is to help each other through life, which is crazy. Thank you so much for your support and and for chatting and all the advice you're giving us. And yeah, I really love having you on. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Club podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We're an independent podcast and you can support us by subscribing on your go-to podcast app. Click follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star glowing review. Show us where you're listening. Maybe you're out for a pretty walk. Uh, Or screenshot and post on your Instagram story and tag us in it at Self Love Club podcast so we can see and share. Share with your friends, sisters, workmates, everyone down into our backlog and enjoy listening. You can find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast. I'm Abel Crawford and we'll catch you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.